0: new day so i, have one I am
1: excited quick happy, thing happy I, to
0: I, to, day. I want to talk about before you start your show if that's okay
1: oh yeah you, you can
0: even take over today it's veterans week <laughs> hey i'm all good today this is really cool is the 84th anniversary of the kinder train so for y'all that don't know what that means so back in the beginning of World War II, Jewish families in Germany, with the help of the U.K., on good faith, took their children from babies all the way up, put them on a train, and sent them to the U.K. Wow. 84, Talk about Yeah. You're going to a new country. You have no idea. You know, you're going through the war zone. 84% of those parents did not make it through the war. A lot of them got adopted and sent to the U.S. Others ended up all over the world. But we, coming up either this week or next week, I'm not 100% yet, we get to meet, who's a very good friend of the president of the Hope Collection, Ron Clayton. Which is our sponsor for the radio show? A good friend of his is a survivor of the Kinder Train. So,
1: just for the people who um, don't don't understand, there was a war going on, and parents sent their children to another country. Correct. Gotcha. And the parents did not make it, so the children are the survivors so
0: they offered visas to the children only they wouldn't let all the parents go with so on pure blind faith you desperate to get your children to safety which most parents are willing to do in in a bad situation like that
2: absolutely
0: and so they took them put them on a train and sent them to the uk Well, one of these trains ended up getting bombed. Um, there was a lot of survivors and one of the survivors that was carried by an American soldier will be on to tell his story. He is also highlighted in the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. And now he's so goes,
1: much history that has to play in American history.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the sad part is, is that,
1: you know, all of
0: our history, we are now changing, rewriting, and eliminating. For instance,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Anne Frank. They named a shelter after her. Mm-hmm. Now they're deciding they're going to change the name to make it more inclusive. What? yep.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. And I really wish that um, the the people who I always say you know like Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> We didn't discover anything That always drives my ears, We accidentally Went into something That was already thriving That was already happening They took it over
0: Yeah Well here's the sad part So parents wanted To be a push A message more focused on International diversity Hence the new
2: name, World sports, mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And that mm-hmm. Anne Frank didn't mean anything to them, and so the staff changed the name. Wow. Anything that had Anne Frank's name on it is being changed and renamed. And I'm going to get a little racial here because... hmm they're doing this because of the young white girl.
1: Yeah. For sure. That's fine. Shout out to people who be fighting for people and the right, women's right. So we you know we just got those not too long ago.
2: Go ahead.
1: No, you got it. it
0: I don't care what race you are, this young girl wrote a diary she hid in the in a closet in an
1: attic for her life. Yeah. You know. Some people may not know the story of Anne Frank.
0: You wanna tell it real quick? Sure. So the synopsis of Anne Frank is a young girl, young teenage girl, who hid with her family from the Holocaust. And she did not survive. She was actually in the concentration camp, Bergen-Belsen. Her dad was the only one that survived. And they fled Germany. And went to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and the house that she hid in, thanks to a family, is now turned into a museum. And when his dad, her dad came back, she was the only member of the family, found her journal and her diary. Yeah.
1: So the dad survived, she did it. Correct. He wow. was the
0: only surviving member of the family.
1: Wow cut out today. So, he was advocating for his daughter.
0: <laughs> he wanted people to see the stories of what people went through. So she, her dream was to be a writer. She was one of those that loved books, loved living in the world of books. And so, when all this started happening, she sat down with her diary and wrote everything. And she lived in his attic.
1: Thank you. We all know I'm reporting live from my kitchen. It's a beautiful day today. Shout out to Randy. He in the kitchen, is whipping it with me like a stir fry. We have some very important things going on today in the wonderful world of juice. Yours surely will be pitching to done does today, my business in the pitch competition. And uh I'm also a sponsor for the event, so we're sponsoring the beverage as well as um the vending too. so it's a great networking out of, uh community out here in Atlanta today. If you guys have ever heard of Diverse Atlanta, it is where a collective of um, black owned
2: businesses
1: get together. And they meet up, and they talk about all the things that they need, they want, they're thriving for, striving for. And then in these meetings, we all have solutions for one another throughout uh, throughout the conversation where we get to utilize each other's businesses. So I'm excited to be a part of something so brilliant. So yay. And uh, – Veterans Day. Now, I I am not a veteran, but there are a lot of things that I have questions for when it comes to that. Because there's like a Memorial Day, um, and then that 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 is a that is to remember commemorate. Um, commemorate the soldiers right and then there's a veterans day and
0: then there's another holiday right um not a holiday it's an international day so okay month of november is national international caregivers month but on monday is international kindness day okay and uh here on the show, we're going to have two special guest hosts on Hometown Heroes, the founder of the International Kindness Campaign, Le- Captain Len Kane, and the creator of Kindness Club for Kids, Ariana.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to break into a launch, not this Monday, but the following Monday afternoon will be the Kindness show, a show for kids to talk about how to be kind to each other, how to be kind to yourselves and different tips and tricks for kids, by kids, on being strong in diversity,
1: or adversity. Love it. Absolutely loves it. I think it is brilliant. I think it is needed because children have a voice too. And they go through several different things that we are unaware or unbeknownst of Um, on the rims of bullying and peer pressure and just feeling their feelings and how to handle their emotions. I'm here for it.
0: And your son will be coming on and joining in on on a few episodes. Who will be coming? Huh. what did you say? I said your son will be jumping in a few times whenever he Oh, for shoot.
1: sure. Absolutely. I told him he was gonna be on the radio.
0: he, he
1: wants to play the music. <laughs> he wants to play the music. He
0: can I'll send him some clips that he can play. <laughs>
1: St. Gage must be a DJ. or power, too. We've talked about it several times. Yeah. And I'm so excited that Mary shared those things this morning. And more so excited about the show that is for kids, by kids, to do friends, other things, with a little help and magic from Mommy. But today I want to get into the topic of advocacy and standing up for yourself and standing up for people who are around you, i.e. your children, your family members, or people deem weaker than normal. Here we are, story time. Gage, last year, was being bullied and when i say last year i mean his last school year we quit school since then and my baby was being bullied jay's is a wonderful kid he is smart he's brilliant he is classified as autistic and i used to try to say hey you know, Gage, I want you to know that you're autistic and these are the things that people are going to say about you. But then I met Mary, and she was like, you know what? Why even give him that information? Because he's still going to thrive and he's still going to be him regardless of the diagnosis. So I began to develop a new mindset around, you know, sharing his diagnosis. Now, one would say I am. Uh, not being truthful with him about who he is, and I am because he tells me, Mom, I'm different, aren't I? And I go, yeah, everybody is. He said, no, so-and-so called me weird. Am I weird? And I said, maybe to some people that you are fine to me, and you're fine to your friends who love you and support you and, you know, they play with you. He's like, yeah, but you know, someone's gonna call me weird. But so we'll get into that. Let's back it up. Gage was being bullied, and he was being bullied in a in a way that the teachers really couldn't catch the behavior of the bully, er, and Gabe would be the bully e. And he would, the kid would like touch Gabe in the bathroom and like punch him in the stomach or say mean things to him. And Gage would never hit, Bab or or tell him. He would just tell him to stop messing with me and stop bothering me. And this was a long time before Gage actually told me that these things were happening. No teacher ever called me to say, hey, this is going on, that's going on, none of the things. So finally, Gage was, was fed up with the behavior, and so he expressed this to me. Mommy, the kids always bothering me and messing with me, and I don't do anything. And he got in trouble for peeing on the bathroom floor. This was the call I got. Hey, some kids saw Gage pee on the floor, and they said he did it on purpose. And Gage was like, Mom, it was an accident. It really was. But I later on found out how Gaze classified as an accident because he was trying to hurry up, use the bathroom, and get out before this kid would come in the bathroom and antagonize him. So at this moment, Gaze was getting pretty upset with the way things was happening. And I was like, did you tell the teacher like I did? But Miss So-and-so didn't do anything, and he doesn't believe me. And so it came a point in time where I went to the school because when your children cannot stand up for themselves, parents, this is your time to shine, okay? It's time for you to get in there, see what's going on, see how you can help and assess the situation because your children need you. They need you more than anything, especially in the, the pivotal years of developing they're who they're who they're going to be. They're why they're here in this world. These kind of things. And so Gage was really upset. And he told me he wanted to hit BR. That was just his and We just live there. And I was like, well, Gage, you we can't just go around hitting people. Mom, he hits me, and I'm tired of being hit. I don't want anybody to keep hitting me. I don't like it. Now, I think I've shared this on this uh, show before, but Gage doesn't have pain receptors, so he doesn't really feel pain. And when I say he, but I'm like, oh, he doesn't really feel pain, he doesn't associate pain with being hurt with a scrape or a bump or a bruise or even a lump or a knot. He only identifies when he sees blood that there is something wrong and he needs to go to the hospital, is what he would say. So... I told Dave, feel your feelings, son. And, you know, mom's going to go and talk to the people. Mom's going to make sure that, you know, somebody is held accountable on your behalf because this isn't fair. This isn't right, you know, people doing this to you. And, you know, he was okay with it. And, you know, we we worked through that. The school, however, never wanted to recommend this child or or talk to the parents or even allow me to talk to the parents, they kept saying, oh, you, we can't do that because there's been so much going on. We're not allowed for the parents to meet, but you can have a meeting with us and then we'll have a meeting with her and then we'll do it that way. That didn't sit well with me nor did sit well with my son. Now, I do not condone violence. I am not a person to, you know, just be out here hurting people and things. But what I have learned from my years of experience, that people will try you based upon the way you look, the way you act, and the way they think that that you carry yourself. And they will deem you weaker than them, and they will deem you, you know, not being able to defend yourself. But they also didn't know that Gage was in karate the whole time. So he really could have defended himself, but he, he, he didn't choose violence. He says, Mom, I don't want to hurt him. So he keeps on hurting me here, and he pointed at his brain. So he was, you know, messing with my kids' psyche and making him feel some kind of way. And then he told me it hurts me here, which was his heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, my kid is he's really innocent, he's sweet, he's a big giant, a big he's a big pet. And he doesn't mean any harm. And he was like, I really wanted to be his friend but he just he's so mean to me, mom. And so I told Gabe the next time this kid bothers you, messes with you, you know, you have the right to defend yourself. I sure did. Say what you want to say. So this one particular day, Gaze had had about enough. And this was weeks later, guys. So I don't know how far the, um I don't know how far between the act of bullying and the act of Gabe standing up for himself. But it was, it was. You Gage was tired That's all I could say My son was tired I did a phone call one day And, and it's the principal saying Hey, Ms. Reynolds We need to talk See We need to talk, you go, yeah, we need to talk. You say, yeah, we need to talk Hey, Darren Ladies and gentlemen Darren just walked in the building And Jag of God I'm on my radio show I just wanted to shout you out Yeah. <laughs> so, we were uh, talking about advocacy and shooting up, um, shooting for your children to, um... no, I look crazy there. So, uh, hey, 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 hey. So, um, my my help just came to the kitchen out. So, anyway, the principal called me this one day, and she's like, hey, Miss Reynolds, we need to talk. Something happened at school today. I said, "Well, honey, well, what happened?" He said, "Well, Gage, uh, him and Dr. kind of, kind of got into a little scuffle, and Gage hurt Dr. pretty badly. So we're gonna have to suspend Gage automatically. No, we're not. We're not gonna suspend anybody because my kid has been damaged physically, emotionally." And mentally, by this kid, and I kept asking you guys for a resolution, some help, a conversation with the parental unit, um, some yoga, some art therapy. I kept asking for all the things. So now when Gabe retaliates and he stands up for himself, he really hurt this kid. Now, children have their own checks and balances. I am aware of this. So not only did they quote-unquote, get his lick back, because that's what he told me, but other children who had been seeing this kid uh, bully Gabe decided to also fight the kid too. They held the kid down and said, Gabe, get your lick back, from what I am told. I was not there. I do not know. And it was a problem because... Um, In the midst of adversity People become very strong And Sometimes individuals who are On the spectrum are very Strong and when I say strong I mean strong like those mothers Who pick up cars to get Them off their babies strong Something resonates in them And kicks in And it becomes A supernatural kind of Strength and that's what Gage had administered this day. And now they want to say Gage is a threat. Okay. Where was all this when he was getting messed up in the bathroom? Where was all of this when my kid almost peed on his pants and, and peed on the floor because he's trying to hurt up to get out of the bathroom so he isn't beat up? Where was all this? Now y'all want to have conversations, and I have no talk. I sent my lawyer to the school so they know I wasn't playing so then they want to say well we've moved the child out of Gage's homeroom and we spoke with the mom but the mom isn't willing to speak to you so that lets me know that there are issues going on within
2: that household but
1: that is what none of my business because the only business that was my business was my son and his well-being so I say be careful on how you judge a book. I don't care how small the person is and how big the other person or the opponent may be. When it's time to defend yourself and when it is time to stand up for yourself, there's a supernatural strength that is within you mentally. And it projects out until you physically. And it will definitely shop you, and it would stop your opponent. So never, ever take anybody's size for being weaker. Never, ever think that you are more bigger and badder than anybody because my daddy always taught me the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And my mother taught me that you will not be out here fighting or I don't condone Violence, But if you have to defend yourself and don't take all day. <laughs> so, parents, listen to your children. Hone in on the things that they're really good at. Consider them daily when you're doing your practices. That they're watching you. That they're mimicking you. That they're learning from your every single move. So it is most important that you move with integrity, you operate out of love, and you operate in a space that is a healthy, um, I guess a healthy avenue for them to be able to come to you and express themselves so that you can better learn who you are through your child's eyes and you can better help your child be equipped the day-to-day activity that's going to happen in this world. This world is unforgiving. This world is cruel. So bring it back forward to present day. Gage recently started the I don't want to go to school anymore. So I knew it was something going on within the school, the reason why he did not want to go. He let me know there's a child that keeps calling him weird and saying that he is um, crazy. So my rebuttal to Gage was, do you feel that you're weird? He said, no, I think I'm like everybody else. I do my own thing, though. I said, and that may be weird for someone. He said, yeah, but I don't want to get in trouble for saying anything. Just the last of it, if you want to step in. That's, that's, it. that's it. So he said, mommy, I don't want to get in trouble. I said, who you gonna get in trouble with? He said, I don't want you to be mad at me. So I gave my kid some words of encouragement this morning because I do not teach him to fight. I teach him to defend himself. But I also told him, he said, well, I want something to say back to him. I was like, cool, your mama the queen of clap back, okay? I said, so if you want something to say, I'm gonna get in there. I said, the next time he said, Dave, you're weird. And tell him, you can tell him, you're weird because you're not the same different that I am. Or the next time you call him weird, tell him, I'd rather be weird than be ugly. You know, because words at this age can really be hurt. And I told Gage, and then time until you, weird. You tell him, I may be weird, but I'm cooler than you. So, you know, we was ready. He was like, yeah, I'm going to say that now. And I said, Gage, at any point that well, this kid puts his hand on you, my baby finishes his sentence and Mommy, I'm a Nico Kayati. <laughs> and if you are anybody who, um does karate, when you Nico karyati, you get in your fighting stance and you get ready for battle. <laughs> so I would encourage each and every parent to have the bullying conversation with your offspring. Let them know that bullying is, bullying comes from being a coward. And then also, if you see something, say something, because adults will bully adults, too. And the moment you stand up for yourself, people deem you as you're crazy or you this and you that, absolutely, you better be crazy about yourself. You better be crazy in love with yourself. Because who better is going to stand up for you than you? And who better is going to stand up for your children than you? We get one life, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, if there is another avenue where I can get another vehicle, a body to navigate life in, somebody point me in direction because I need two. But at the end of the day, the truth remains that we are only here for a good time, not a long time. And so, while we are here, we as a people should come together and really teach our children how to coexist with differences, we should really be willing to teach our children that even though this person may have something that I don't have, that does not make him weird. Because like I told Dave, ask him where his superpower is. And the, and the kids say you weird, you tell him, hey, I, I might be weird, but I got superpowers. Where are you are at? Because I want him to know that mommy is always Want to be in your corner, right, wrong, indifferent, because my daddy is always in my corner, right, wrong, and indifferent. Daddy, it's time for you to step up. Mommy rule everything. And shout out to the people in the two-parent household who are still single parents. I know how they go sometimes. I heard the stories. But when it comes to your children and their well-being, it's really time to just go within and take yourself back into your childlike state and listen to your children. Learn from your children. Be in a space where you can can keep that going, though. I'm going to mix it in here. It's really a, a time that it is the time. Gage has to grow up a little bit faster than other kids, and when I say that, I mean I have to entrust that he can walk to the park by himself and then there's something that he feels uncomfortable. He can call me and I can be on my way. The park is about literally maybe about 400 to 600 feet away from my shop, literally. I can see the park from my shop and um he likes to you know go go walk and come back he also is begging me to let him ride the train to his grandma's house because it's no stop he literally will get on the train from my house or near the the nearest train station the college park train station and he will get on the train from there and he will go all the way to Linux and get off on Linux because his grandmama's stop is on Linux. And I want to encourage him to to do those things because that way I'm empowering him to grow up a little bit, to have some sense of sustainability within himself who also have a a pride about himself that he can do things for himself. He doesn't always have to wait around on mommy to do it. So mommies, I encourage you. I highly, highly encourage you to listen to your kids and learn where there could be areas of improvement and more so learn how we can help them thrive and get ready for the next level. A lady came into my shop yesterday, and uh, they were so nice. Uh, I can't remember their names, but they were from Chicago. And they came in because someone had bought a hoodie. Also, shout out to my cousin who helped me with my T-shirt and my hoodie. We had that business together. And we have some manifest hoodies. And she... Saw a gentleman with a hoodie on. I was like, I have to come and get this hoodie. So she came into the shop to get the hoodie, and we were talking. And she asked me why was I in business. I told her, Do stuff exists because autism exists. Do stuff exists because getting old exists. Do stuff exists because I just wanted to be healthy. So it comes a time when I wanted to just be a, a better me and a healthier me, so I started juicing. And then before long, I found out my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I started juicing again. When Gage was born, I juiced all nine months of my pregnancy. And when he was born, and... uh things arise of him being different, I began inducing. I began juicing again. And then when I found out he was on the spectrum, I started juicing again. And then I turned my juicing hobby into a business based on people who look like me, which is me, who had parents like mine older, and who had children with superpowers, just like they And it has grown to be something that I never even thought it would be this massive and this huge, and I'm so grateful to even be here today to have a business that not only hires autistic individuals, but we hire elderly, too. (laughs) They need something to do, too. The elderly man who cuts my grass. There's an elderly man who washes my windows. There's an elderly woman who comes, and sometimes she just wants to sit in the shop. If I have to leave for the day, she'll say, I, I can come and sit in please, you, Ms. Gigi. She's so sweet. And then I have my autistic individuals who come in. They help prep everything, and maybe that's all they do or I have one that come in, and, and uh, Kenan, he juices. That's how he do. Shout out to Kenan. I love him uh, so much. He's our youngest employee next to Gabe. He is 15, and uh, his mom says every time he works with me, sorry, that's not, She says he is more sociable when he comes back home. So I'm out here operating in my purpose because I simply learned how to turn a goddamn into a god's plan. We are all gonna be faced with adversity. We're all gonna be faced with things that we cannot control because life just life. But also, there comes a point in time where God steps in and God starts guiding. And with that, we just gotta learn that you are not your diagnosis, you are not your problem, you are not your situation, you are not doomed just because somebody placed something on you. You are here for a reason. Everybody has a, that God-given birthright to some greatness. It's just up to you to tap into it and really know that who you are and who God deems you to be, you are needed and you are valuable. So I want to encourage all the parents today to look into yourself. If there are some issues that you know you have, borderline personality disorder, schizophrenia, ADD, ADHD, or maybe your children might have these things, seek some help. Seek, seek things that are for you. Seek your own understanding. Learn something so you can grow and be better not only for yourself but for your children and for your family and for your community. Because again, their character will take you further than any degree, any amount of knowledge and education, the type of person you are and your character. My mama always used to say, "Wake up and gratitude. Gratitude is an attitude, and your attitude determines your altitude." So you gotta get your house in order, and you gotta come into a point. You will know, come into a point where you can decide if you're worthy and you're worthy. And keep in mind that somebody out here is watching you and learning from you. You can make a difference. These are change that you want to see. Pour into yourself. Learn something new. Learn a new language. If you a scroller, get off social media for 30 days. If you do drugs, check yourself in a rehab. If you've been celibate, continue doing what you're doing. (laughs) And over time, you will see that we all have a little bit of weirdness in us. But the only difference between now and then is that when we identify our parts and our differences, that's what makes us unique, and that's what makes us special to the world. Is there any callers that have any questions today? Mary, anything you want to add today? Because I am full and empty all at the same time, and I am complete.
0: Um, One thing I'd like to add is, you know, as a parent, you are the best advocate for your child. Oh, yeah. Follow your gut. If something doesn't seem right, your child is acting kind of funny, or saying something, listen. You know, if you follow me on social media, you've seen a lot of my um, posts lately. You know, my son has been struggling with stomach issues for a couple years now. And because he is autistic, a lot of doctors are it off as, oh, mother's paranoid, you or it's because he's autistic or it's because you know of his the way he eats and we finally now found doctors that were willing to listen and run tests with a little bit of torture for parents and kids to go through you know the testing routine but it turns out that one he's got a mild case of gastritis you know a lot of kids Especially kids like this, and especially kids who do ABA therapy, end up with health issues and stomach issues because they, even the best regulations, you know, my son regulates really well, but he's still learning about understanding the warning signs before he needs to regulate. In adults, we have this issue. So he will bury everything. And a lot of it is Mom's fault. Mom taught this realization the other day. I do it too. And a lot has to do with the military and we're taught how to suck it up. Until we snap. And mom runs about. Well, my son does the same thing. I hate when Stressing out and just burying all that stuff that they deal with on a daily basis from simple things is not being understood. Or being ignored, and they try to tell you something because, as parents, as teachers, as adults, y'all know better. I've been there. So all that stress of burying everything till he explodes and then regulates himself is
1: what caused the start of his stomach issues. Yeah. So, what is um, what is something that you can do? Because there are a lot of parents, um, children who are on a section, That the parents do have a lot of issues with stomach digestion issues. I know with Gage, I do a probiotic and a prebiotic. I make C-moss smoothies for him and things like that. Well, one, keep a journal
0: keep an idea of what they're eating and what they're not eating yep Two, look at what they're eating and figure out if there's you know i talking to professionals you know is there a correlation mm-hmm. go to your doctor if your doctor won't do something find another doctor it took us six doctors And it took us six doctors and a specialist at the actual Mayo Hospital in Rochester, Minnesota, to listen and do tests to figure out what's
2: going
0: on. Talk to your insurance company. You know, a lot of insurance companies, when you tell them your kid has this issue, they're advocates. You know, we were fortunate. You know, our insurance company actually sent us an advocate, and she sat with us and figured out a game plan, and she championed for us to run all these tests to figure out what's wrong. You know, a lot, there's so big misconceptions about insurance companies not wanting to pay for this, not wanting to do this, not wanting to do this. But
1: all you have to do well, is prove that you actually need the things, and that's it. You don't even have to prove it. Just talk to them. Tell them what's going on. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. when, I, when I, was, I say prove it, but I'm saying really identify what's going on and, and explain, like, hey, this is what's up. They are more than – when I tell you, if you just – like you said, if you call an insurance, baby, they will give you resources after resources after resources. And if your insurance company
0: advocates and pushes to have something done, a test run or something like that, a hospital will do it, no questions asked. And you know, And a lot of family with special needs kids have advocates in the, in the social services department. Talk to them. Now, advocate for your kids to talk about it. Because when you bring in your social services, you bring in your insurance company. Because I know the big fear. I had this fear when I started, you know, doctor shopping, trying to figure out the what is wrong with him because he shouldn't a seven-year-old that you tell me is healthy by all means healthy medical standpoint shouldn't have to take homes on a daily basis because of stomach hurts he shouldn't call it a lay sitting up because of stomach hurts there's something wrong there and when you get that, your insurance company involved you get these other advocates involved with you you won't the chances of you worrying about, you know, the big fear is Munchausen disease where parents and there are parents that make up disorders for their kids, which also makes it harder for
2: parents with legit issues
0: to get the help they need. But when you get these other people involved and they start looking, this has been a track record. This is the same issues, the same explanations, the same thing, same symptoms, everything's the same the chances of dealing with that allegation are so much lower. Especially because now all the notes, all that stuff, most hospitals have it in portals online where you can access them as a parent. No, so I check my hospital records with my son every time we go and we come back, and I, they come back because I want to make sure what I said was in those notes. And if they're not in those notes, mm-hmm. then you need to contact them and get it corrected. I noticed that. And it's okay to record your
1: conversations when y'all are in the
0: parents. Most doctors won't object You all. My doctor, we had her on speakerphone with my husband at the same time, going over everything. Because he couldn't be there. Right. Nice. <laughs> When you record things, um, part of it there's that disclosure where they have to know that they're being recorded. It can't be where or oh, hiding yeah. it somewhere. But you know, follow your gut. You know, if something's not working, listen. You know, you know a lot of kids that go to ABA therapies. And a lot of these places where you're not allowed to be there, you need to question it. You know, if your child's freaking out at two years old to go to this place, and most people write it off as um, attachment disorder.
2: Look at your child,
0: does he interact with you at home? You know, some autistic kids, and my son was this way, he liked to be by himself. But when he started going to a preschool that was designed for kids like him, he would get so frustrated, so upset that he'd come home throwing up. Yeah. He was two years old. And Gabe
1: stands when he gets upset. He wants to, um, he claps and claps, but on top of that, he, um... He, uh, thank you. He, um, he wants fidget toys.
2: That's what he wants.
1: He wants he wants his fidget toys to go to school, and I'm like, no, you can't have that. You know, and like David's issue
0: was the fact that they would literally force him to do everything. When you take a child that needs that isolation. Well, they were in their mindset, like for dinner, for instance. He had to sit at the table to eat with everybody else. Some kids, that's just too much. So he will take his food and he will set it down in the living room away from everybody else and he will sit much. I didn't care what he did as long as he ate. So it took me a while to figure that out, but, you know, trying to get him to sit with us. And he would sit with us, but he wouldn't eat with us. He couldn't do them both because there was just too much at the dinner table with the family. And he needed his space. So, you know, a lot of these places, they set your kids up to do the normal, what is expected of every child to be like every other child. I don't know about you, but when I went to high school... We had kids that weren't special, weren't labeled, but they always sat off to the corner by themselves or with a small group of friends.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: No one thought of it it. then
0: as being wrong.
1: They didn't. And, you know, I was one of those kids. Ha! Fun fact, I I rolled the short bus to school. One, my school was about two counties over, and my mom, so I I grew up in Dublin, Georgia. My school was in Wilkinson County, and my mom taught in Milledgeville. So so I could get to school. There was a special needs bus that came in the route from my mom taking herself to work and me to school, and they would meet at this crossroad, and I would ride the bus the discussion of these kids. When I tell you I became a advocate for them in my 10th and 11th grade years, I got a car after that. And anybody who had anything to say about them kids, I was ready. I was looking and I was busting and ready to fight. And there were two two girls who rode the bus and we became really good friends. They both had down syndrome. And I later on found out that a one is named Melanie, and she got married to another uh, person with Down, and they lived together, and they're just happy, and they live in their lives. And that's because, you know, her mom advocated for her. Her mom did not let people in society say, she's never going to find love. Oh, she's never gonna do that. that. A show that I want parents who have uh, children um, on the spectrum is love on the
2: spectrum. I love that.
1: Because guess what? Just as you uniquely found your person, your partner, your individual, they will too. If you look back and think about everything, baby, we all on the spectrum. Okay. Everybody in the, on this entire planet has a something, a cork, a ding, a box, a I don't like, a sensory something, everybody, every single person. Whether you choose to identify it or not, that's solely up to you and your little red wagon. But I want you to know that everybody, they their different, But everybody is also the same. If you cut me, I bleed red. If you cut Mary, she bleeds red. I don't care what color you are or what Jesus you serve and what nationality and all the things. Just know that what's for you won't miss you and know that you are definitely divinely designed for greatness. That's all my time I have today, honey. I done talked out and talked up. And also, just give a shout out to Mary for being one of the the veterans on today. Shout out to my cousin Latrice Baker Grivis, Sergeant Latrice Baker Grivis in the U.S. Army. I am so excited. She just made sergeant and uh just transferred out of virginia and she's into north carolina i'll be visiting her real soon and for anybody who has any family member that is in the military we appreciate you we thank you for doing what you do keeping us safe keeping our borders safe keeping our skies safe our water safe we appreciate you and that's it. That's all for me to give a dollar away, maybe even to step back, watch it grow, and see what it do. I love you, Mary, and I thank you.
0: 2A Street. Mm-hmm. So join us at noon for some more talk with veterans, and join us tomorrow at noon Eastern time with our special salute to veterans. And due to overwhelming support, and request to talk about your service and what you've done. I have heard. We are now adding Veterans Week, another week, and we're creating a new show that will air Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern, right after our Len Cain show, called The All Chronicles, Unveiling Valor. We'll, we'll love talk to you. the movers, the shakers, the, the people who've lived these, in these events that we're talking about, get their t- their stories of what's going on and, what, and all the fun stuff. So join us back here at noon. Peace,
1: love, and juice.
0: Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you.